Welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 83, and we're discussing Hunter Hunter. This episode will have full spoilers for the anime, so you've been warned. And returning to the podcast to talk all about this legendary anime are JD and Earthworm from Anime Brothers. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, let's go. Oh, it's good to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you I'm so excited. much for having us I'm back. I'm really excited. This is going to be a really good discussion. And last time you were with us was, I think, episode 50, where we talked about popular anime characters. So it's been a little bit. How are you guys doing? What's What's been going on over at Anime Brothers? Uh, we just cool. wrapped up Mecha March. So that yeah, was yeah. super high. <laughs> I, I'm still coming down from the high that was Mecha March. Uh, we talked about some classics. We had, uh, I'm, I'm hyped. I, JD's happy. It's over. I went along for the ride. I did, I did what I could. I, I find I did find enjoyment though in Evangelion. Uh, once I saw the movie and I really got that nice ending and closure, I realized why people enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, it was a rough ride, but I think it was well worth the time. That's for sure. I'm kind of with you, JD. Like I I enjoy Mecca, but it's not something I go to. But right. I love that you guys talked about Darling in the Franks. I listened to that episode because it had been a while since I've seen that. And then I'm I'm eager to watch your Evangelion watch listen to your Evangelion <laughs> episode. <laughs> but I have not seen the end of Evangelion, so I was nervous if there would be spoilers for that. So as soon as I do, I'm gonna tune into that one because I want to hear what you guys say about that. It's it's such a unique show. Um, and watching it like later in life versus a lot of people who watched it, I don't know, maybe when it was first coming out or when they were younger, I feel like maybe I, I see things a bit different with Evangelion. Yeah, it's definitely different. Um, this is my second time watching it, and I enjoyed it so much more the second time. And it's one of those things like I, I came off of Gurren Lagann and said, all right, more big robot shows, Evangelion. This looks like it'll be the similar. Uh, and no, it goes in complete reverse order. The characters don't build themselves up. They slowly break down throughout the entire show. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. I was like, fuck you, Shinji. You suck. I hate you. Uh, but now knowing what to expect and with a much clearer head, I'm like, you know what, man? You did your best. All right. You were 14. I wouldn't have done any better. <laughs> that must have been an emotional roller coaster because Gurren Lagann is on such a high mo through most of that show. It has emotional parts, but then, yeah, going into Evangelion, you were like all the way up and then you came all the way down. Yeah, nothing alike. Uh, definitely not. I would say that neither of them are like any other mecha show. Uh, but yeah, they're definitely not, not like each other. I feel like, Carl, you need to watch it. I feel like I, I need to... Like, in order for me to graduate to the next level of, like, weeb, I have to watch Evangelion. <laughs> it's Here's true. Thing, Carl, me, me and you have this thing. I realize we have a connection because from what I heard of your guys' episode of Fooly Cooly, you weren't a huge fan of it either. Like, yeah, you were confused I, by it and all that like me, and I think we're getting we the same vibes here. We were all confused here, you know? by it. It's whether or not that ruined <laughs> it for saying. you. <laughs> he, I'm just saying, he was on my level where it's like, really, it's not the best thing out there, and that's what I'm trying to say is that you got to give that more honest opinion sometimes. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's good to have him here because I feel like sometimes I ride that wave of nostalgia because I watched Foodie Cootie back in the day on Adult Swim, right? and, you know, my, like, junior high brain thought this is, like, the most amazing thing ever, and I do have, like, a deep... <laughs> appreciation for it but after watching it like six seven times i'm still confused and maybe maybe that that says a lot <laughs> exactly that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying 
Well, I think you guys have had like an even busier March because on top of Mecha March, you've also been doing your Attack on Titan weekly episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been we have, uh, we've fun. We've been but... doing it, yeah. Yeah, it's been fun, but it's a lot of extra work to podcast. And then you, yes, and then you crazy folk, are like, you know what? Let's do a bi-le- bi-weekly JoJo podcast. Let's throw in a little Attack on Titan there. You know? Oh, my it's God. Fine. You it's guys fine. are busy and at work, and we're just sitting here like, maybe we can bust in 30-minute Attack on Titan. That's all we got. <laughs> yeah. I know. Every time I listen to your Attack on Titan episodes, I love it because you're able to just take the key pieces and like really just hone in on them and do that in 29, 30 minutes or so, and when we're here with like two and a half hour yeah, we episodes, just ramble on and yeah, on. we're like just <laughs> rambling on and on, picking apart like the most obscure and minute things. But yeah, I enjoy listening to yours because I, I feel like you guys have a very different view on some of the things that happen in Attack on Titan where I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. That's a really good perspective. So yeah, it's been great to listen through that, but I'm really hyped for the final episode. Spoilers, we're recording this, you know, a couple of weeks before the actual episode premieres and the uh, final episode of Attack on Titan is tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. my yep, goodness. Tomorrow. I, and, and, you know, I don't think it's spoilers, but I'm, I'm worried about if it's going to be the actual finale, and I'm not it's saying not. I know anything. I don't it's know just, if it's spoilers, <laughs> but I've seen people be like, did you see the announcement? There's Attack on Titan final season part three, and I'm like, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, um, what was it? Yeah, April Fool's was this past... Th- it was yesterday. Friday. Oh, yeah. I thought yesterday. it was Thursday, but yeah, Friday, yeah. Um, and Courtney woke me up at like 6 in the morning. Okay, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me preface this by saying I'd, I'm not a morning person, but my friends were texting, and of course that rips me out of my sleep at like 6.30 in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Right. So I'm awake, and I'm like, let me go on Twitter. Let's see what's going on. And of course I see, oh, big announcement, Attack on Titan, like the final season part three is confirmed and some shit. And I wake him up, I'm like, look, it's happening, part three. And then I stopped, and I'm like, God damn it, it's April Fool's. Yeah. <laughs> so I got ripped out of my sleep. And it's like, you do know it's April 1. I was like, fuck, I'm going back to bed now. <laughs> and I just like, I was like, you know what? I'm awake. I'll just I'll just hop on to work. <laughs> so. Oh, but yeah, it's going to be great. Do you guys think if there are more episodes of Attack on Titan, you'll bring back like your review series on Anime Brothers? I don't even know if I'm going to watch it. I'm sorry, I feel so betrayed. <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm going to totally, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make him do it because... It's actually been fun. Though we say it's like stressful to do like extra episodes and all that. It really got me more in love with the show. And then, like you said, Courtney, we're all like, I, I get to listen to everyone talking about it. And the fact that we can talk about it for two hours or still have all these different ideas shows that how much is going on in this show. So I'm excited, mm-hmm. but I'm probably going to read the manga and find oh, out before shit. like part three or the movie. I can't do this anymore. I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I know I'm going to see spoilers. I already saw one, I think, and I don't want to see any more. So I just, I got to get it over with, you know? I know. I feel like we've been like blue balled for like <laughs> yeah. a whole season now. It's like the final season, just kidding. The final season part two. And now it's like, what's happening with this? We're going to get more content. We just don't know how it's going to be formatted. Exactly. But yeah. Props to you for reading the manga. I, I've been very tempted to do so, but I'm trying my hardest to stick with anime only so I can kind of finish mm-hmm. out the story in the way that I started it. Right. But dodging those spoilers, man, that is hard. I've been spoiled about it. And, and the manga well. is only two more volumes at eight ninety nine. That's not a bad deal. Uh, oh shit! Can't beat I didn't go. realize like that there was that little left of the story. Yep. I, from what I, I I just looked at the titles. I did not look at anything. I saw that there was about two volumes left. If they finish it with this last episode, like I'm seeing, but I'm not sure how they're gonna do this last episode. So that made me think. There's no way you're gonna fit two volumes in the final episode. There's just no way. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. unless so, it's going to be like a two-hour, three-hour episode. Yeah, exactly. It's a movie at that point, and <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, we all yeah. know if they do a movie, they're going to charge us to go see it in theaters. Like that's how this works. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to show it in Japan first, and we're not going to get it for like six to eight eight months later. So and we're going to have to stay off social media for like or six to eight months. Sail exactly. the seven seas. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be great. It's it's a great time for anime, and I know we're a bit late on this, but we we finally have watched Hunter Hunter. It's you know it came out in twenty. 11 you're like, damn took us, right you know, took forever over 10 years <laughs> <laughs> but we knew we had to have you guys join us for this discussion because you're both the reason that we finally watched it after your recommendation and hearing about how much you love the anime so i i'm just i'm really excited to get into it because we powered through the last bit of hunter hunter pretty much like four episodes a day for like the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, kind of when we started the Chimera Ant arc, we were like, okay, we're doing the math. We're like, okay, so we're recording on this date and we have this many episodes left. We got to power through it. But, you know, I'm a binge watcher. It was it was good for me. Um, but tell us to kind of start off the conversation. What is it about Hunter Hunter that you guys love and kind of makes it legendary for you? Well, I'm going to let Earthworm take it away first because he actually got me to watch it. So, oh, um. Okay. <clears throat> All right, well, so what originally turned me on to Hunter Hunter when I first started watching it after learning about it from the wide world of the internet is that, uh, and it, granted, I was I was pretty new to anime, so shonen tropes weren't as big a thing to me, but I could already tell towards the beginning that it definitely was in the same vein as your Dragon Ball Zs and your Yu Yu Hakusho's, but the way they were going about solving problems, like even in the beginning, there were certain things like when Gon blows out the candle in that uh in the prison during the hunter exam that was like the defining moment for me where i was like all right this is kind of different you know they're not just worried about like strictly getting stronger and and like strictly fucking fighting but there's some creativity here um so that's what originally drew me to hunter hunter and just as a whole i i mean the characters the storytelling it has some of the best villains in hunter hunter i mean say what you will about it not being completely finished but but the world that Tagashi has built here is intriguing to no end. Um, even if it isn't fully fleshed out, I mean, it, it, it's exciting to, to peel back the layers of this onion and, and get to learn more. Yeah, I, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. I think one of the things that surprised me about the storytelling is that, you know, they would go into a fight. Like earlier on in the show when we're still kind of learning about how the story is being told, they would go into a fight and I'd be like, all right, here we go. It's going to be some big brawl. They're going to take an episode and a half to go through it. And then like <laughs> they would just demolish the the opponent in two seconds and they would just move on with the story. And I'm like, well, that's nice. Yep. That's refreshing. <laughs> that's they kind of just <laughs> they kind of just subvert your expectations thinking you're going to have to sit through all these fights, which don't get me wrong. They're really great fights, but it is kind of nice sometimes when you can just say Kilua's OP. He's going to rip through this guy and we're going to keep on going. Yep. Like it's, that's how it is. <laughs> like, let's put it this way. When Hisoka was still around at the end of the hunter exam and they just moved on without defeating him i was like hold on a minute i think we forgot something there's a big bad we're just gonna big bad we're just gonna let him go we're not gonna have a big final fight it's like no he beat the shit out of gone what's going gonna do instantly get more powerful and kick him at kick his ass um and no and then the clown ends up being there for the entire fucking show and i'm like this is great (laughs) i would have hated if he was defeated in the first 25 episodes yeah, and on top of that, he teams up with them in the Greed mm-hmm. Island arc. I was not expecting that. And when I saw the OP for, because you know how like, it changes for every arc, oh, yeah. when I saw right, the OP right. and there was that one moment in that OP where um, 
you it's like a, a shot kind of going around going in Kilua and he Soka's with them and he looks like he's teaming up. I'm like, no <laughs> fucking way. No fucking way is he gonna team up with them and then my sure favorite enough, moment. That it's actually one of my favorite moments. The dodgeball it was the dodgeball um game yes. they're playing, yep. right? Yes. That was great. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. I just love that, you know, Hisoka like he doesn't really have any like real motives except just to to beat people up <laughs> like find the strongest <laughs> men user and just fuck with them uh and yeah it's, it's funny that he's just there throughout the course of the show sometimes on going side sometimes on the opposite uh and you know he has he has weird kinks <laughs> i'll give him that too <laughs> oh yeah but... oh he's so good well that's uh, we'll definitely that's... That's the thing also is like uh, you were just saying is the varying uh, motivations. I th- I just wanted to say for me why I love the show is to me I felt like a lot of characters had their own type of reasons for being here. Like let's just talk about Krapka, which by the end of the show technically never gets finished. And, yeah. But everyone has their own motivations. They have their own goals and what they're going through. And the world is basically showing that, yeah, this isn't just about gone. This is called Hunter Hunter. It's about the world and – that's what really just changed it for me. So, yeah, I, I enjoy that characters come and go. Like there, there's nothing that um, I don't just follows like that same shonen formula. Like it does at certain times, but really most of the time it doesn't. Um, and characters play a significant part, then they play a, a minor part. Sometimes they're enemies, sometimes they're frenemies. It's uh, it's really good. But I wanna I wanna talk about Hisoka a little bit more because one of my burning questions going into this anime and really coming out of it is why people love him so much. I enjoy his character a lot, but there are some people who love Hisoka to the point where I've seen like Hisoka tattoos and things like that. So I was wondering what you guys think drives people to love him so much because he's a very unique character. Hmm. Well, this will drive Earthworm crazy, but I almost call him the Joker of anime. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you got okay. I don't have a problem with the Joker. I have a problem with the people who identify with the Joker. That's an yes, issue. <laughs> but you know that there's a big following of the Joker. Everyone loves the anarchy, do what I yeah, want type of mentality. Yeah. And Hasoka is the definition of like, yeah, I'm not the, I'm not a great person, but also I'm not out there just to kill everybody in the world because I want to. It's like it has to have a motivation. I do what I want. I want to fight the best. It's he's got his own type of his kind of swagger in a way so yeah and i think that's what the the mysteriousness of him just intrigues people so that's that's really if i had to put it down to one word it's the mystery of him because i mean i've seen all of hunter hunter i've read all but one volume that's available of the manga afterwards and i still really can't give you an honest to god answer on how strong hisoka is like where does he slot in to this world so there's just that power scaling aspect to him but I mean he's just so different than any other character at least up until then especially that I'd seen he's yeah he's a villain but he's so self-focused like he doesn't want to cause anarchy for the sake of causing anarchy he's not cartoonishly evil like Dio he's just wants to do what he wants and I think that's that's a part that makes him so interesting is he's out for him and himself. And that in turn creates some crazy shenanigans for us as the viewers to watch. Yeah, I agree. And I think if he the type where if you left him alone, he probably wouldn't fuck with you unless you're, you're taunting him and he knows that you're powerful or you would be an interesting enemy to fight. He probably would just leave you alone. Pretty yeah, much. A lot of if you're weak, he's not show. coming after you. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I had heard about Hisoka from some friends going into the anime. Like he he radiates pedo energy. And like I, I could see where on the surface <laughs> it may seem like that, but I think he actually lusts after power, not yeah, after I've like said that a lot. little yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the, he it's the fact that he can cultivate Gone and may watch him grow and become powerful. Yeah, it's a little groomy. I'll give him that, but it's not like full blown pedo. Yeah, exactly. It, it, he gets excited at the idea of fighting someone who will grow into like a master fighter at some point. That's why he's not going after Gon at this point. He's letting him grow and experience things so that when he is at a level that he can fight Hisoka, he'll be ready to battle him. Yeah, imagine if Hisoka had to face off against the long-haired Gon. Oh, that's what oh I was just about God. to say. Now, who, who would have won that? We don't know, because we don't really just say whose power level is this, and that's no. what I love about mm-hmm. this this Nen system. Well, we saw Hisoka's face when... Um, hold, real quick, though, I want to know how spoiler-heavy are we getting here? Can I go full-blown, or should we kind of keep some things curtailed full full-blown spoilers for the anime except okay. for like the 99 anime and those two basically like the core hunter hunter and anime we can't talk about the manga probably Earth yeah World. we won't we won't yeah. spoil anything from after the manga or, or after the anime but um hisoka's face when uh Krolo, he found out Krolo lost his nen imagine oh, hisoka's yeah. <laughs> face that he when he find if he ever finds out that gone went full-blown like daddy gone and hisoka was not around <laughs> to fight him like yeah. he's gonna just gonna start crying. Yeah, I would. The whole Chimera Ant arc, I kept thinking to myself, "Where's Hisoka? He would mm-hmm. fucking love this situation." And then, funny enough, in the election arc, that's the first thing Illumi says to him when they they're meeting up. They're like, "Where were you? You you don't uh, watch the news? Did you not hear about the the Chimera Ants and about Gon and Hilo fighting them?" And Hisoka was like, "What the fuck? I missed this shit." Yeah, <laughs> and that's what I mean. It's like the world goes on. But he doesn't have to be there. If this was like Dragon Ball Z, well, some, they all got to be there. But no, Hisoka's doing his own shit. He doesn't watch the news. How would he know? And that's it. So, Yeah, and to that point, I was actually very surprised that after um, the Hunter exam arc, um, Leorio and Kurapika went their separate ways temporarily, and then they met up again for the auction arc. I was not expecting that. I figured, because a lot of the promo images I had seen had all four of the characters, so I figured they're going to be on this adventure throughout the entire story but no they like pop in and out just as much as any other character yeah yep it's just about the two boys the two best buds yeah and so i want to ask um since we're talking about various characters who are your favorite characters or your one favorite character of all the characters we get introduced to in this show oh of all of them Um... my number one is killua (laughs) Yeah, nice. nice I don't. Nice. I don't blame you there. Of all the characters in the show, uh, Meruem, the Chimera Ant King, is Ooh. far and away okay. my favorite. Ooh, okay. Tell us why. I'm curious. <laughs> I okay. So I have a thing for overpowered villains. Uh, something about I, I don't like overpowered protagonists because then it's like, well, why are we here? But an overpowered villain, it's like, well, how I know why we're here, and I don't know if we're gonna get out alive. So that <laughs> that excites the hell out of me. And he was just so far and above stronger than everybody else but what really gets me is his relationship with komugi and how a seemingly completely weak little blind girl changed the most powerful being that the known world has ever seen into into some something that resembles a human he went from wanting to slaughter all humans to it you know in like a month he was like well you know, I guess we could use you as, like, cattle, and we'll see where we go from there, you know? We can kind of round you up and just make sure you're not screwing anything. And that's a big change for him. But, um, <laughs> no, just his, his development. Went from and genocide like, to, uh. 
Literally. <laughs> it just watching him soften, and then by the end, he doesn't even want to fight the strongest human in the world. He just the only reason he does it is to learn his name. Like that's one of the most human things that you could think of is going above and beyond just to know what your mother fucking named you. So yeah, watching that and then the parallel with Gone, I there's a I, I see a very strong um character parallel in the Chimera Ant arc between Gone and and uh Meruem. As Gone is losing his humanity, Meruem's gaining it and uh Gone's my favorite out of the main four. So yeah, the fact that they kind of like they have that interstellar crossing, I, I like that. Yeah, I feel like Meruem is interesting because I forgot multiple times throughout that arc that he's only been alive for a hot minute. He was just Mm -hmm. born like yesterday, basically. So he hasn't experienced anything. But um, I think the way the chairman explains it is that he's in inside of him. He's constantly battling between being an ant and being a human because he is technically a, a culmination of both. And we see him kind of flip flop between the two and ultimately kind of lands in that human realm by the end of his story. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like when I first saw the camera and Doug, and we we saw the king or Meruem emerge, and we just found out how OP he was. I was like, how the fuck are any of these characters de- supposed to defeat him? Especially the chairman, who's like, I, you know, I probably can't defeat this motherfucker either. <laughs> but I just love the thing of Meruem exhibiting that, even though he's he's an ant, like exhibiting like humanity prevailing over violence and just flipping the script on that. And I, that's one of the things that I love about Hunter Hunter as a whole is that you never really know what to expect with, with arcs or with characters because the story just reinvents itself a lot and it doesn't remain stale. And yeah, when I got to the, or when we got to the last episode of the Chimera Ant arc and I think it's Palm who confronts or, Merim confronts Palm as she's hiding in the closet, and all he says is, I just want to spend the last of my days um, playing, was it Gungi? Yeah. Komugi? I was like, man, I was expecting a huge showdown. I don't know if, like, Gon would have recovered from his battle with Nanobito (laughs) and would have faced uh, Meruem, and that was, like, the the climax of this. But I just love that it it ends not on a bang, but basically a whimper with them. playing their last game together and i i haven't told courtney this Uh-oh. but i had never gotten so teary-eyed after watching like right? an anime <laughs> i should have now. looked at you <laughs> no yeah because <laughs> i was on the opposite end of the couch and like i had a pillow kind of covering my face oh that's why you were sitting like i must that. not show emotion <laughs> i was like oh man like why is this hitting so hard <laughs> and you know when kamugi says like i'll i'll see you soon i was like the waterworks were about to yep. flow, but I, I like kept it in. But yeah, that that arc messed me up. I told for, you that on the Discord. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for me, it's when he keeps at the end when it's just dark and he keeps saying Komugi, and she goes, "Yeah, I'm I'm right here." It's like, oh fuck, <gasps> <laughs> fuck that hurts, man. And that it's just the beauty of it. Like it's the most powerful being in the show ends up having the best fucking romance in the show. Like, what are we mm-hmm. doing here? This is great. <laughs> I think what's crazy too, um, because to your point, he's the most powerful being that we've come across in this world. And he was taken out by like radiation poisoning, essentially. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. the chairman was playing the long game. Like he knew. He's like, well, if I can't defeat you, this will. And it did. That's such a, like, I feel like it would be a muted way to kill a a really great character. But again, like this, this writer is so good about making 
these strange situations feel really powerful and really interesting where I was like, that's cool. I don't know what about it is cool, but that's cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you take Netero, who basically from the beginning looked like a funny old geezer. I, I really enjoy him. He's one of my favorite characters. And then by the end of the show, he is the most like twisted looking, dark, scary person that absolutely commits the most worst act to take down Meruem and technically beats him through a horrible means. And you're like, wow, now you're the enemy or the monster. And yeah. Yeah. that flip was crazy for me. I, I still enjoyed it. That's great writing but it wow i just it caught me off guard so it's wild mm-hmm. at the end the the chimera ant is the one saying i don't want to fight you and the human is the one saying no one of us is going to die here or <laughs> yeah. both of us it's like wow okay. yeah that was crazy and it, it kind of yeah it just it left me feeling like i was in such a gray space because i was like yeah absolutely you should use words even even the chairman was like, I, I mean, technically, yeah, that is the best way to do this. But I think the risk involved with um, with Meruem flipping the switch at a later point and killing people, I think probably outweighed the uh, outweighed the other option. of Absolutely. Just through. I understand where he was thinking, too. So the pressure yeah. of the world leaders, too. I think it even shows a quick flashback when they're talking of the president of some president of some country talking to Netero being like kill this thing no matter what I don't care what you have to do so not just that but Netero had the pressure of the world and and all of the the good of humanity uh, seemingly uh behind him saying you know you have to kill this thing there's no ifs ands or buts about it yeah and I it's weird that he he was there in the beginning of the show and he just seemed like this you know, some guy part of the hunter exam, you know, he, he messed around with Kilua a little bit when they were on the airship. And I thought that was going to be the last that we'd see of him. And he ended up becoming one of the most critical characters in the show and had an impact even after his death through the, like the election arc. Again, just just incredible writing. But I, I want to go back to um, JD, your favorite character being Kilua. Mm. Why is Kilua your favorite? I feel like it's because well, he's pretty much the most liked <laughs> from the whole show next to Hasoka. So yeah, <laughs> I could gush about being best boy, but uh, we're all gonna say that he he's grown. He grew the most. He kind of was. Um, he wanted to have friendship, and he never kind of got it uh, at an early age. So he was kind of one of those kids that really kind of saw like he was kind of like the rich snobby kid and didn't really understand how the world worked. And then he slowly got to see it. And he, you know, if someone pissed him off, he always wanted to kill people. And he just kind of you know, asked questions later. He had that assassin mentality. And then by the end of this, he's basically helping out his best bud, you know, saving his life. He's pretty much taking, you know, his sister uh, who's been like isolated and held prisoner and basically takes her out and loves her to death and, and becomes like the best brother and becomes the best boy, essentially overcomes his fear that his older brother had like established in his mind. He had the most growth out of everybody, I think even more than Meruem. But Meruem only had one month, so I get why it's great. But Killua, just from the beginning of the show to the end of the show, I got everything I wanted and more. And that's why he is the best boy and my favorite character almost of all time. He almost won it. So Yeah, JD, I'm actually thinking back to when we were both on your guys' podcast uh, for the best number two in the business. I think that was the episode yes. and yep. the tournament arc. And this is kind of spoilers for like who won that tournament, but I'm always thinking back to how it fell upon me to choose between Kilua 
or Joey Wheeler. <laughs> how, do you, how, do you, how do you feel now? How do you feel now, Carl? No, I, I have to say I feel relieved that yes. I kind of made the, the right you choice. Made the right choice. Because <laughs> like that was kind of hanging over my head as we were watching Hunter Hunter. Is like, did I make the right choice back then? And I'm like I said, I'm just glad that I did because yeah, you can clearly see like Kalua is there with Gon throughout the journey up until the point where they uh, separate um, at the end of this anime. Uh, and they just kind of stick by each other's side through and through with their training and all these miscellaneous adventures. But I'm, I'm glad that it was like Gon who kind of saved Kalua in breaking from his family's work, the Zoldic family, as assassins to really becoming his own person. And Kalua having this really massive character development to the point where it's him at the end risking his own life, risking everything, including his fam- like his reputation within his family to, exactly. to save Gon. That's what I mean. Yeah. It, Gon was his light, and then in the end, Killua saves Gon because, you know, that's his buddy, and he sa- it's like they both helped each other pick each other up. It's it's amazing. Yeah, and I, I have to say, Gon is my favorite character, and I feel oh, like... Oh, is because- he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I fucking love Gon. We Holy shit. He- and two Gon. <laughs> he is such a little shit, and I love him. He's by far my, my favorite character in the show, and I... I think everyone knows, like, I love male Sunday characters, <laughs> but I do have a soft spot for, like, those lovable, stupid characters like Gon or, like, right? an Okuyasu or Big a Polar Red no <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And he admits multiple times to Kilo, he's like, yeah, I'm stupid. Like, he, he knows it. But, yeah, I think I, I have such an appreciation for Kilua through my love of Gon because the whole reason Gon is still around is multiple times because of Kilua. I think back to when um, Pito attacked them and kite and oh, went yeah. into a rage. And the first thing Kilua does is knock him out because he can assess the situation. He knows that Kite's in a bad spot and he cares about Gon so much that he would rather run away in order to save his best friend and have a chance of, you know, saving Kite later on than just letting his friend run wild at that point. Oh, they would they would have died right then and there. <laughs> they, yeah, no care. It yeah. would have been over. Um, do you yeah. also like it when Gon, because uh, I always laughed at the moments when his brain starts getting fried and the smoke's coming out of his ears, and you know he's just not getting it. And I'm like, dude, I feel you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he did that. I can't remember. It was, I think it was at some point in the Chimera Antarctic. But when he was character... uh, being trained by Knuckle, and Knuckle was yes. telling him how his Nen worked. <laughs> it's all Which about about it is a APR. Pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked at Carl. I'm like, well, you work in accounting. Does this make any sense to you? <laughs> Um, yeah, interest accumulating over time. It makes sense. But, uh, like, interest? look. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, Gon is still, what, like 10 years old. So yeah. it's, it's something he hasn't studied or, or learned. That was yet. definitely the most relatable point for Gon. I was like sitting there, I feel you, Gon. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I don't know what the fuck Knuckle is trying to say right now. <laughs> and I kind of appreciate that, you know, Gon and I guess Kalua, by an extension, they, they view this world through like a lens of that childlike curiosity while still accepting the reality of it and you know Gon is one of those interesting shonen protagonists that kind of flips the script to I think the first moment I realized this or one of the first moments is back in the hunter exam arc I think his it was like the final exam where he faced off against the the bald guy Hanzo oh Hanzo the ninja yeah 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 and it's clear that Hanzo has the upper hand in like in terms of combat against Gon but like Gon doesn't give up still and he won't concede defeat and so he just straight up asks Hanzo like is there another way that we can 
uh, like resolve this. <laughs> and then I think Hanzo just gives up <laughs> to the point like he just he concedes defeat to Gon, and I think he passes the exam. I just love that that that's that quality of Gon is that he's he has that sort of different mentality from typical shonen protagonists. Didn't yeah, 100%. Netro made it that way, didn't he, though? So he made it so it's like yeah, it's the you can't just tournament. kill your opponent. Yeah, it's the reverse order. Right. So you can win by just being determined not to give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was brutal watching, um, watching Gon get beat up. I mean, it, it had to be done. It was part of kind of what was expected in that, that fight. But just watching him continue to, like, have bones broken and just his face beaten in. But he's a stubborn little shit. He's gonna keep going. <laughs> and <laughs> Jing Sun for a reason. <laughs> right? Can I? I just want to say, ever since we watched or started watching Hunter Hunter, like Courtney has not shut up <laughs> about Gun. <laughs> I love him. Like I've never seen her so infatuated with a character. I think when we were watching the Greed Island arc, Gon had some something on his head, like a like a a bandage or something wrapped oh yeah it was when they were um it was the the dodgeball fight and he got like pelted in the face so they yep. wrapped his forehead mm-hmm. in like yeah. a, a scarf or whatever and then he faced off against the dodgeball guy i can't remember his name but he Reza. Gon makes this yeah and then Gon makes this face where he <laughs> kind of looks like a thug life face and like courtney lost it like when she saw him make that face like <laughs> I don't know. When when we have a family, we're probably going to name our kid gone. <laughs> that's, that's how much I think she lo- she loves this. I'll drop a screenshot of the gone face in our uh, our Discord awesome. chat here. So hell is yeah. gone taking over Bakugo? Yeah. Oh hell oh, yeah! Yeah. yeah. Yes, I love that. Is, that's how much I love him. That is so right. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have an appreciation for Bakugo. I will. I'll I'll stick with my Bakugo theses all the time, but there's something about Gon I think that is just so um, so adorable about his character design, but also his personality is just this this continuous optimism that kind of sucks you in, and I just enjoy watching him try to navigate life because yeah, the kid is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw earlier. Uh, Courtney ordered a Gon blanket, Ooh, <laughs> like a, nice. a fleece store, I guess, um, and she washed it in our. Uh, washing machine earlier and i think she opened it up and it's like gone's like the towel was pushed up against the back of the washing machine but it's it just showed gone's face <laughs> so funny if you go under on our discord the collectibles and merch channel um i posted a video of it there i was not expecting that i opened up the washer and gone's just staring back at me i'm like oh okay <laughs> i'm gonna have to say, show you a picture of uh, our gone i'm looking at it right in the now, podcast but... room <laughs> oh yeah i'd love to see that I like called Carl upstairs. He's like, "What?" Like, I'm like, "Just, just trust me. You need to see this." Oh my god, I'm, <laughs> that's so good. I would pay so much money for a Hunter Hunter themed washing machine. <laughs> I also want to get that gun figure with like it's um the the adult gun with the hair, and the hair is just like the majority of the figure. Have you guys seen that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I have definitely seen it. We've d- definitely considered taking out a small personal loan to buy that. It's crazy, but it looks so awesome. Money well spent if right. you do. I don't have that, obviously, but uh, for this past Christmas, my partner did get me a plushie of adult Gone, and he is sitting right oh. behind my microphone right now, and his hair does oh, nice. poke out of the little, um, the little fucking poofy shield I got behind it. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, well, Carl, you need to tell us about your favorite character because I was actually surprised when you told it's me not this. Killua, Unless it's Carl? changed. What's that? It's, it's, it's not Killua? Killua. Come on, you were my boy. <laughs> What's going on? The Gones um, win. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a, a toss-up kind of between 
Leorio and uh, Kurapika. Like I love oh, Leorio okay, too, yeah. like of like his goofy nature, and I think um, uh, his his voice actor just nails it on the head with how goofy he is. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. K.G. Fujiwara. But after watching the Phantom Troop arc, I found myself more interested in like Kurapika's character. I guess like it's the tragic trajectory with um, him, like learning that the is it the scarlet eyes that are out yep. on auction and he wants to um get back as many of them as he can so that they can uh, rest peacefully and have closure with that so obviously his friendship with gohan kilua and leoria it's what keeps him level-headed but i just thought it was so interesting that he is still consumed by an intense hatred of the phantom troop that it, it takes him on the path where he sets the condition with his nan with creating the the i can't remember the name of the chain emperor time but, yeah um and like he puts that in place kills one of the phantom troop uh and it just takes him down a path that's just pretty irredeemable and i can't fault him for it because that was the it was his clan that was lost with the activities of the phantom troop but it's just so sad to see like him just spiraling mentally like just being consumed by this this vengeance that he get, has against the troop and i was hoping with the election arc that we would see him come back for for a decent amount but we only get like a cameo of him when i think leorio is the one that calls him up and says gone's in the hospital but kurapika doesn't say a word and he's just sitting and i read later that he's sitting in the room where he collected enough of the red or the scarlet eyes to lay those clan or a member of his clan to peace he's Almost. spiraling yeah it's just yeah. watching him spiral it's got it's mm -hmm. really sad well in, in the, the best in part the of manga it is, yeah oh, the manga is continuing it right now but of course they're not gonna release an anime because it hasn't been enough to warrant making a more anime adaptations but it is mm -hmm. now starting to follow Krapka. if that makes you yeah. feel a little better if very it okay. continue, heavy. yeah very Krapka heavy which is what we want in a way so okay i'll have to if i ever pick it up i'll I'll definitely be watching no rush. the Karapika stuff. No rush. No <laughs> rush. Trust no I mean, rush. Plenty right. of time. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the longest hiatus for the It's manga. like three years at this point. I don't know oh if it's ever coming back. I, I really don't think it is. Not by Tagashi's hands, 100% at least. Mm -hmm. he, it's on hiatus because he has health issues is what I've heard And he, he really, right? really likes playing Dragon Quest. Yeah. Oh, well, both of them. <laughs> well, there you go. He, he never so, got any time off in his early years. And yeah, he's during taking yeah. it. Yeah, during Yu Yu Hakusho, he got he went through the mangaka life where it was every week new chapter, and by the end of Yu Yu Hakusho, he absolutely hated his life. He's been really open about how goddamn depressed he was. So with Hunter Hunter, he I, I guess he just is not letting that happen to to himself. He'd rather step away from the project than go back to the way he felt uh, during Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm, okay. Interesting. And he's married to the creator of Sailor Moon. Yes. Is that right? Mm -hmm. And I, I heard that, oh, I th hopefully this is right. I heard that he shared the ending of the manga with her, so at least she I told knows. You that well, okay, so I've seen that. I've seen the article. I think false. it was on CBR. Um, I just, I didn't believe it. I'm sure that they're married, so I'm sure he shared with her everything that he that he's done with Hunter Hunter. I'm, they, they talk a lot about their manga careers from what I've come to gather. So I'm sure she probably knows, but I don't think he's actually given like the go ahead for anybody to, to start writing Hunter Hunter again, even his wife. 
Yeah, I, I think it's it's probably going to feel different if anyone else were to kind of take the helm and, and kind of move the story forward. Um, I just I feel like no one will be able to capture the essence of the actual creator for a certain body of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I think for it to be anywhere close to too authentic, Tagashi has to at least be writing the story and the dialogue, and then the art can be taken care of by whoever, because... We can all be honest, Tagashi's not a very good artist. Uh, maybe that has a lot to do with his physical problems, but his art is not top tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I actually had never seen the manga before until after we finished the anime. I was like browsing it yesterday, and I was like, wait, this is the manga? And I felt so bad having that reaction. Like, It's by no means like bad or anything, but um, I-, I was surprised at the art style for the manga because... The anime just the anime looks similar but very different at the same time. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely not not as polished, um, not nearly as polished in in the manga for sure. But Madhouse did I, a good job. You know they mm-hmm. can't yeah. all they can't all be the Junji Itos of the world. They, we can't all yeah. be Miura <laughs> Sensei. <laughs> very true. Actually, I'm reminded uh, what with April Fools being yesterday what Courtney had told me the news about Attack on Titans part 3 even though that was I'll be seeing April Fools prank Oops. you also <laughs> told me that Hunter Hunter was resuming okay. with the Okay it was 6:30 in the morning okay I saw that tweet after the Attack on Titan tweet don't don't fault me okay I was half awake That's so I should have been asleep at that time Yeah <laughs> I know I was like prank. great news all the, like all, all this amazing stuff is coming out on Twitter and then I just it dawned on me and I was like fuck this <laughs> So yeah, I got gotten, but it's fine. It made for a an exciting moment yesterday at six thirty in the morning. But moving on, I do want to ask um, because we've talked a little bit about some of the fights in this anime. What, what fights stick out the most? If you had to pick one fight, what would be your favorite um, or most impactful fight of the show? I think we have a unanimous decision here, and it's Gon versus Hisoka in the Heaven's yep. Arena tournament. Oh shit! <laughs> it's very yeah. early on, but I've actually talked about this numerous times in the podcast. Uh, I kind of beat it down at this point, where it's like we get it, we get it. But I just love the one v one that was them, and very no talking actually. And you already got so much of like between Gone and Hitsoka and how much this match meaned to Gone. And then it's like fight, and then they just they go at it. And then when Gone gets that one hit on Hisoka that surprises Hisoka. It's like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and I don't know. It just, <laughs> it was a great fight that never had a conclusion because it's not over yet. You know, it's supposed to happen again. And he said, next time we're going to fight to the death. And obviously we all know how it, how it goes in the story. And it was, I don't know. I just, I want more. It was so breathtaking. I still watch that fight from time to time. So I wonder if that's like going to be the, in- the finale of like the entire series is just, an- but how do you do fight? it though with the gone without, fight. you know, Nen? That's the question. Yeah. Oh so. yeah, I I is that the fight where we finally learn that bungee gum has properties of both gum and rubber or <laughs> whatever he always it's says. It's the same arc, at least. I don't remember if it was that fight where we get the quote, but yeah, it's right about there. Bungee. Gum. I had seen those memes everywhere, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means, and now I know what it means, and it's hilarious to me. Yeah, actually, uh, I have a I found a YouTube comment because I was watching a video about uh, Meruem and Komugi. And there's there's this uh, comment I saw, I can put it in the chat, uh, where it says, uh, let me see, 
I feel sorry for Meruem that he died before knowing that bungee gum possesses the properties of both gum and rubber. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't, so... can't even. <laughs> oh, that's such a great meme. That's the thing. Hisoka's um, I... a fucking meme on top of being this crazy, nuanced, interesting character. He's just a yeah, fucking I... meme. One of my favorite screenshots of Hisoka to use is like anytime he makes like a basic orgasm face. Um, yep. just it's so funny. And actually, I saw. I don't know if you guys have seen this figure, but let me copy this into the uh, real. Cool. Let me guess. Chat is here. it the lamp where it shines at his crotch? Because there <laughs> yes! is one of those. <laughs> yes. I was like, no Swam. way. I was like, they made that. They fucking made that. And honestly, I would buy that. Like, that stands to me next to the adult going with the hair figure. Like, those are brilliant. Right? But this has function. Like, it, it provides a service. <laughs> I like how you have to actually, like, open his pants to get the uh, the light exposed. It's definitely a talking piece. Like, where would you put this? On your that's coffee my, table. my centerpiece, exactly. Yeah. I'm shutting the regular lights off and popping that bad boy on. How much is this thing? We got to look at this. I, I think again, like the 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 money would be worth it. Whatever it costs, the money would definitely be worth it. We could do oh, this right now. We can pull this together. Yeah, you fuck, the, <laughs> fuck the new mixer, dude. We don't need we don't need better sound quality. We need a dick lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm like looking at it, and it's just it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but going back to the fights, I I want to say my favorite fight was Gon versus Pito when, when Gon becomes uh, an adult. Yeah, I was fair. not expecting that. I had seen Gon with the hair, and I was like, okay, at some point he's going to like level up. I don't know what, what this all means. And then I watched it, and it was just easily a one-sided fight. Like Normally, you'd expect some big battle between Pito and Gon. And something where like he, you know, maybe he's got the advantage and then he's at the disadvantage and all that stuff. And no, he just, he fucking super Saiyans and <laughs> she like never even lands a hit on him and just gets her face fucking bashed in. And he's like crying the whole time he's doing it. I, I was blown away by how intense yet unexpected that fight was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. And the thing is, like when in most anime, when your main character gets that crazy big power up, it's a... Uh, it's a hype thing. You're excited. This <laughs> was very melancholic. You were like, it, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but I feel bad. Like this, this doesn't feel right. None of this is gonna go good." And it didn't. <laughs> yeah, and watching Kulua like find him in the forest and then start to panic because he doesn't know how he can help his best friend. It was just, it was gut wrenching. Yeah, I mean, it, it Gon looks over at him and cries, and it's like, it's like yeah. Man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just symbolized like the loss of innocence in Gon. Yeah, it, it was as as epic as the fight was. It was it was hard to watch. And I know we talked about Kurapika spiraling in the Phantom Troop arc. I mean, this was this was Gon spiraling. If mm-hmm. there's one thing you don't want to piss Gon off about, it's about Kite and him being dead like that. <laughs> the poor kid snapped, and some of the so- some of the shots during his breakdown, the way they animated his face, I was like, this does not even feel or look like the same character. Like the that dull eyes known. that you saw when he was staring at yeah. Pito. Yeah. When, oh yeah. man. That I would I would message Earthworm. I'm like, yo, Gon is pissed, and he's like, oh, you just wait, bud. And I'm like, oh man, I'm like, I could feel it from here. So, um, there is a video I will link you guys. Uh, JD and I have watched it, but it's it's really really interesting. So, obviously, on the surface, Gon's kind of slip from innocence starts during the Chimera Ant arc, but you can if if you 
pay attention to things that happened before that, you can see that his worldview was really warped his entire life in that it was only a matter of time before something happened that blew his perception of right and wrong. Um, so one of the big examples before the Chimera Ant arc was when he was uh, talking to Nobunaga from the Phantom Troop and saying, like, how can you guys love your friends when you've killed so many people? And then yeah. Gon ends up going on and, like, he heartlessly kills a Chimera Ant, even though they have some sort of humanity because, you know, they're not his people. You kill one of his friends, it's a problem. But if I have to kill you, well, that's just what I got to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah I... there's a video by a, a YouTuber named Alexander that I'll link you guys. It's like, I think he's got two of them that are about a half an hour long, but super great deep dive into Gon's character. I would say, actually, yeah, Nobunaga love to watch says that. that. Nobunaga says like how is this kid gonna say that does he realize that he does the same thing and that's yeah that's when you start looking at it you're like you know what he's right <laughs> I actually was really shocked too um like before the climactic fight with Pito when he was waiting for her to finish healing Komugi and he said I'll kill this girl if you try anything yeah. I that was completely out of character and I'm like holy shit he's really <laughs> fucking pissed <laughs> and yeah. he like a uh, decrease the time that pito had to work on uh Komugi. even we know like pito if she only had an hour that would have healed her anyways but like just the fact that gone commanded her like you only have an hour to to heal this girl it's like where is what happened to your humanity gone <laughs> i was like where's the little shit that we know and love from earlier <laughs> come back to be gone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that was an intense fight. I, I rewatched that one immediately after the episode ended. I was like, I have to see that again. Um, but Carl, what's what's your favorite fight? Anything stick out for you? Um, oh, maybe this is just too mainstream, but I just loved the fight between Meruem and the chairman. There um, we go. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. blame you there. Like, I, I was just, it was interesting seeing the chairman, like his his net ability with the the large golden buddha i don't remember the name of it and how much um, training and, he did <laughs> yeah, yeah like the whole lead up with the the backstory of like how he would just trade like pray and then punch and then that's how he got that oh like op ability and uh, like we've established like the with Meruem um wanting to delve into his humanity more but the chairman knowing like he, this is like he has to defeat this uh character um, just because the world is depending on him. Like, I just love seeing that kind of dynamic and that contrast, but still getting this really epic fight scene. And I think what sold me on it was the <laughs> the soundtrack, because I, I just love the soundtrack in the show. Uh, the, I think Yoshihisa Hirano, the, the composer, is just a, a genius and has all these different genres that he's explored with some of the the music and the themes. But... When he uses, I think it's like the Greek, the Greek chant for Kyrie Eleison. Like it's so interesting. It's it sounds like this is a, a doomsday or like a day of wrath symphony as it's playing, and it just makes everything in that fight even more epic. I know you've been playing it. You've been playing that song <laughs> at random moments. I was like, I I was upstairs and you were in the kitchen. All of a sudden, that song starts blasting. And I'm like, is there a fight going on downstairs? Are mm -hmm. we all gonna die? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So quick aside, since we're talking about music, um, Hisoka's theme song might be the best song oh. ever written. It's so good. <laughs> I it is hear so it right good. Now, actually. 
So I oh my god, we were at a casino one time for JD's bachelor party, and we were with some of our our other friends that are not anime people. So I embarrassed the hell out of them. I'm standing waiting for them to come up the elevator, and as soon as they get, I get open the door opens, I, I start playing that song. No, you were fine, but our other I two homies, <laughs> dude, our buddy Billy was literally looking down at the ground like, oh my fucking god, if somebody comes in right now and hears that, and I'm like, dude, it's literally Spanish guitar. Like nobody's gonna know it's from an anime. You're cool, right? <laughs> You're still it's, cool in our addicting. books, don't worry. <laughs> I feel like that's us with um with departure. I feel like we play that every chance mm-hmm. we get. Yep. That's that is the, such a hype the song. Song fucking slaps. Yeah, it's like, really I good. You it. can fly. <laughs> they were they were actually blasting it before we got on and recorded. I'm like, yes, <laughs> perfect timing. We had it on repeat for like half an hour before we had the recording. I think my favorite line from that song too is when he says, you just go away. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Like, okay, guess I'll go away. But speaking of music, I wanted to ask, what is everyone's favorite ED? Because obviously we get the same OP every single time, but which of the Mm. EDs is your favorite? For me, I think it's a tie between the the first one, the kind of fucking electro, um, electro hardcore song by Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And I really mm-hmm. like, I think it's during the Chimera Antarctic, but there's this like boy band song that ends up playing at the end. And just the contrast between what's going on and the ending song, <laughs> love it. Yeah, I think it's called uh, Hiori Itai. I think that's the name of it. I'll take your word for it. But yeah, just like, and then that you have like the first scene of the ED is Gon and Kilua sitting back to back, I think. And it's like, oh my God, you guys are so cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately for me i don't listen to eds very often even with any anime it's just a fault i have i'm like after a couple listens i'm like all right i just want to get to the next episode because i'm into it but the first one uh the heavy song i actually do remember and that would probably be my favorite because i listened to it more than once i actually was like all right i'm in a mood for this right now so that song uh, is crazy we yes. um we have it on our spotify and if you listen a little bit further in it suddenly goes into i mean it's like, like edm screamo and then it goes into like this like small jazz section yeah, yeah. at a yeah. point yes. and i'm like oh okay <laughs> we're, we're all over the place with this but it's a great song i would say my favorite ed is probably the second one that's mine um, too was that hunting, hunting for your dream yeah, that, that is a really good one i do have <laughs> that on my spotify <laughs> playlist yeah, it's, it matches the OP really well, too, and I think it's by the same singer. It's by it? the other same singer, uh, Masatoshi Ono, from the band Galnerius, So, Yeah, it's great. It's it, a vibe. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like Roundabout by Yes from JoJo. I can get that uh, a little like, bit. The first part. I do like that uh, song. Just because like, once you hear that, when that comes in, I, it, it always has... It comes in at the climax of whatever episode you're watching, and it just it gets you hype every time. Yeah, I the narrator the... comes in and starts telling you <laughs> yeah. like what's happening, and you're like, I know, but I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was this? The Phantom Chip Arc was when it was mostly used, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. You you should tell them what was um what was the thing that you saw on YouTube? I think you were looking through the the comments about the end of the Meruem oh, and Komugi yes. episode. <laughs> um, so you know how like you, I don't know if you made it through like to the previews at the end of each episode where Gon and Kiloa would introduce like the, the title of the next episode and it would play the the song's called World of Adventures, which like the yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like it would play that during the preview, and it, I think it would do that up until like the election arc where it changed to a different song. Um, but it was always happy-go-lucky, no matter what the ending of the episode was or the 
episode you just watched was. <laughs> and so we were watching the end of the Chimera Ant arc, and obviously Meruem dies in Komugi's arms. She says, I'll, I'll be with you soon. And obviously I'm like holding back tears. <laughs> and then I, I saw, I think this was the same comment from that YouTube video I watched of Meruem and Komugi. The comment just says, it says Komugi's last line, which I'll be joining you soon. And then in caps, it's like, next time on Hunter Hunter. <laughs> it's such an abrupt change. <laughs> right. hey, get over it. Let's go to the next episode. Yeah, I you, was like, holy shit. Like, they, just, they really did that. <laughs> like Very triumphant music after this emotional moment. It's, just, it's so disconnected. Although that song, I love that song too, just because it, it's almost like a... Like a swashbuckling anthem. It it's the triumph you... song in this anime. Right. Like when they beat gives... the thing, that's the song. Yeah, it gives <laughs> you that that sense of wonder and curiosity. It kind of gave me like Legend of Zelda vibes. I don't know if Courtney got the same vibes. I could too. see that. Yeah, that was a that was a very odd transition going from that emotional <laughs> moment to next time. <laughs> Read the room. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying right now. <laughs> Um, okay, so my next question here. Um, there's obviously a lot of arcs in this show. Which of them were your favorites? Um, and also, okay, it's like a two-part question. Which arc was your favorite? And then when it comes to the Chimera Ant arc, did you feel it was too long or did you feel it was just right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so to that question, I feel like it was... Objectively, yes, it was too it? long, but it's also my favorite arc out of all of them. <laughs> so, like, yeah, where did I really give a shit about Ecalgo, uh, his character development? At some point, no. But I'm glad it was there. And at the end, I was like, worth it. You know, whatever I had to do to get this, I'll, I'll take it. But yeah, I, objectively, I think 80 episodes for one arc might be a little too long. <laughs> just, just a smidge. Just a smidge. Yeah, just a smidge. I would say that the Khmer Ant was was a little too long, in my opinion. I'm also someone that like you know watched JoJo's and Part Three. I was like, okay, you could have shortened it a little bit more. And that's, <laughs> I, I can be criti- I can criticize it. So a Chimera Ant is very good, but way too long. Yeah, I felt the same. I think um, we had no idea how long it was going to be. I'm sure most people don't. So, like, after 20-something episodes, I was like, damn, we're still going? (laughs) Um, And then I think what kind of... uh, uh, kind of rubbed a little salt in the wound was when the team, like Gon and Kilo and everyone, finally infiltrate the palace, and th- like the next like two episodes are all in slow mo as the yep. narrator's <laughs> telling you what's going on, and like for two episodes you just watch them slow mo run up the stairs past um who was it not Poof uh, the uh, other one Yubi uh, Yubi yeah. yeah and I was like damn they're really elongating <laughs> this arc as much as possible, but to your point it was the, the payoff was worth it I th- yeah. Like, I think Chimera Ant Arc is, might be unanimous as one of our favorite arcs, but I, the, besides, like, it being so long, the one thing that I also hated about it is w- within that same um, arc where they're infiltrating the palace, I think it goes for, like, four or five episodes. And, you know, like, the narrator's putting in work, giving context to everything that's happening. Yeah, he is. But <laughs> I think the end of one of the episodes, the narrator says, 
only 20 minutes have passed since <laughs> right? no <laughs> your house has been infiltrated it's like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> there's that's where literal... it lost most people that's where they lost people See, in my opinion i love that though the fact that the entire palace invasion the initial thing took five minutes and it was like six mm-hmm. episodes i'm like wow well, i'm here for the details baby narrator keep talking but that's Let's like go. the dragon ball z frieza effect you know but what it I'm didn't saying? show we you kinda... the same thing over and over it just no, showed you every I'm defending it with the earthworm. I'm just saying you can see why people are a little bit like torn off by that. I get it. I get it. But like it is it fucking ridiculous? Yes. Is it immaculately well done? I would say so. (laughs) It reminds me of it reminds me of Jojo. They do that in Jojo all the time. I mean, I don't want to spoil mm. anything, but like there's a certain big battle in part three where <laughs> it's been technically nine seconds. Yeah, it's been like <laughs> oh ten seconds God, or so. Yeah. And really it's been like three episodes. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I, I can understand why someone might be like, Oh my god, this is annoying. Um and I, I got vibes of that, but I really appreciated the narrator throughout most of the Chimera Antarch because I feel like um, it shows the level of thought that the creator put into the fights when the narrator's there explaining the strategy behind these characters um, as they battle their enemies. It's not just watch these two people punch each other. It's like these characters are looking for very specific things. They're trying to um, think 10 steps ahead of their enemy, and the narrator's there to help explain all of that. So at first I was like, damn, the narrator's talking a lot. But as I listened to what he was saying, I came to appreciate it. Yeah, and he made oh, you yeah. care about people that, well, at least for me, like, um, shoot, I wasn't super into shoot, but when the narrator's telling you what's going through his head when he's fighting Yuppie, and it's like, he covered one eye, not for any strategic reason, just because he felt so goddamn good in that moment, he was like, let's <laughs> do it. And I'm like, yes, see, that information enhanced that for me. Yeah, yeah, and I think it, it was worth going through that arc, and it's one of those things where you can't fully appreciate the end of it had you not gone through the journey Mm -hmm. like it sets up a lot of bits and pieces and yeah it can drag on at points but i think the payoff at the end is what's worth it and i i also just love with some of the um secondary chimera and characters they have changes of heart because even though they have that chimera and blood still flowing through them they still have the memories of themselves of past humans um, it, that kind of plants the seeds into seeing uh, Meruem's about face as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also do want to call out the election arc. I think that is probably my favorite arc just because of the reunions in, in that whole story. And I think that that was probably the um, the climax of Kilua and Gon's friendship because we see Kilua pretty much throw away everything and risk everything, including the safety of his own family, to save Gon. Like that is all he cares about is saving Gon. Of course, saving Aluka as well. Um, but I think that just really cements how how important Gon is to Kilua. Absolutely. And I also love when Leorio punches Jing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's, that's all we were waiting for. I think in that moment when Leorio's asking like Jin, why don't you go see your son? He's like, he's fine, isn't he? He ain't dead, is he? And then I'm just like, oh, I want to punch you right in the fucking mouth. And then all of a sudden Leorio does it. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. And I, was so happy. I love how then he jumps up in the polls. Yeah. To yeah become he's the like number chair. three now. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I sent in the chat because, um, you know, very timely with the whole Oscars fiasco. I saw this on the Hunter Hunter subreddit, oh which is God. just that image. But it's Leonio <laughs> smacking Jing. And I was like, yeah, I feel that same energy. But I was so surprised, too, because that means Leonio figured out Nen and kind of had his own mm-hmm. Nen ability. Um, I don't know if it's like spoilers or not, but just out of curiosity, just like a yes or no answer. Do they explore that more in the manga? No, I I think if I remember, they only chalked it up to him kind of like in the moment learning Nen because of his emotions, it kind of popped out. He did not know that he was, I think he just meant to punch the desk and he ended up punching Jing instead. (laughs) Oh shit, that makes it even better. Now I love that moment even more. You know what's also crazy is that Jing actually knew it was coming and he let himself get punched because he knew Leorio was mad. Yeah, I so, love that. I, when it happened, I was thinking to myself, Jing would be able to avoid this. Like he, he's mm-hmm. much more skilled um, than than I think what we're seeing here. And then they do confirm that later. I'm like, okay, so he was he was letting Leodio vent yeah. his frustration in that moment. Well, that was pretty cool. There's that. actually, I don't, it, it, I'll, I'll say one thing for Mama. It's not really like it's not like plot spoilers, but Jing kind of has a a Kakashi ability to where if he sees a Nen once, he can copy it. So that's oh. that's why he let Leorio punch him. That's his actual reason. So he now knows oh. how to do that Nen. Oh, that's that's big brain that move bastard. right there. <laughs> but I just so, love the idea that it it was a spur of the moment thing for yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm like what the awesome. fuck am I doing right now? <laughs> so then what Nen category is Jing if he can do that with that? And I have a picture up here cuz I cannot fucking remember the Nen categories. But oh, like would man. that make him a specialist like, if I don't he can do something like that? I don't remember if they ever reveal what his actual Nen category is. I don't think he's a specialist. I think he's just one of those people who has just a natural talent for Nen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the the Hunter Hunter wiki. It says his Nen type is currently unknown. Oh, it's yeah. everything. Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> everything about him is unknown. <laughs> um, well, while we're on the topic of Nen, uh, another question we have: What Nen ability do you think is like the most OP or like the coolest one of all the ones that we've seen? Oh, all of them. They're all equally <laughs> as cool. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I love Godspeed uh, for for Killua, and I, that's more of the uh, transmuter, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Nen ability. So, I mean, I like them all too. Absolutely. It's just I love everything to do with lightning, quick speed, uh, but the fact that he just looks so sick, and I thought that was the most Super Saiyan you could get in this show, in my opinion. So, uh, I would say that's my favorite for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. That is such a I tough really question. Like- <laughs> I really like Gon's Jajankin. I yep. mean, first of all, it's named Jajankin because he stuttered. And, yes. and then Knuckle was like, oh, okay, Jajankin. <laughs> and then he even uses it. I know the Pito fight was really intense, but when he started to do Jankin, I was like, he's just playing rock, paper, scissors as he's raging about to kill this person. Something about that was kind of humorous to me, but I do like his uh, his ability a lot. I also found um Krolo's ability to be really interesting yes. because it's murderous but in a sadistic way where the person doesn't feel anything they don't realize anything is going on i mean they know they're dying but they they can't tell what's going on until the ability goes away and then they're dead that's like so crazy i don't remember which ability that was because he's got like a fucking thousand yeah, he's of taken them so of many in the book <laughs> <laughs> i think it was um because i rewatched the video recently 
it was you know the the iconic moment where he's looking out over the city and yes the the elena pose yes that it was that episode (laughs) he had some guy in the room with him and he does this ability i think it's indoor fish or something like that and all these like silver fish come out and the guy's pinned to the wall and they're slowly eating him and he can't feel anything um but once the fish go away he immediately dies i was like that is fucked up. that's brutal as shit wow i forgot how brutal i'm gonna look him up and see if it actually explains it on him i mean just his book ability in general being able to steal other people's nen i mean yeah he has to jump through 30 hoops to do it but that i mean and that in the manga that it shows just how powerful his book can really be yeah and i was sad that we didn't get more of him in the anime i was hoping that he would mm-hmm. come back at some point i imagine maybe he's come back in the manga uh, he's a, but i was he, curious yeah, he's another big player um he definitely okay. gets, he gets a he gets some more screen time let's put it that way okay that's good to know because i i'm like i hope they don't just like write him off because he was a really interesting character it's just out there still in the desert or on the canyon yeah <laughs> just he's just hanging out Shonen jump magazine or yeah whatever. <laughs> What about you, Carl? Did any of the Nen abilities stick out to you? Um, I think I'm going to go with Kurapika. I think it's his holy chain or chain gel, whatever uh, it it's called, or it's different um, iterations. I think that's the conjurer ability where you can conjure up objects. Yeah, I think um, it's a combination of conjurer and manipulator. He conjures the objects and then manipulates them. Yeah, uh, I think the, the thing that I love the most about it is learning about the the restriction aspect where he sets a he has to set a condition with using the i forget the name of what iteration he used with uh uvogin uh where he had to question him about whatever and then he kills him uh just the fact that like he can only use it in certain conditions otherwise like he takes like he risks taking his own life i just thought that was so metal to have <laughs> as part of your net ability <laughs> Yeah, it makes your Nen ability overall weaker. Like, you can use it against eight people in the world, and that's it. It's a, yeah. it's a real fucking baller move. So so I found Krollo's move that you're talking about, Courtney. Uh, it's actually only called Indoor Fish, fish playing behind closed doors. Uh, oh, okay. They, they only survive completely sealed. It seems to be made entirely of bones, feeds on human flesh while a person is being eaten. They do not feel pain or bleed and will remain alive and perfectly conscious, even if mortally wounded. When the fish disappears, the effects of the wounds manifest. That uh, is uh, absolutely horrible. What is <laughs> yeah. with, Tagashi can come up with some of the worst tortures ever known to man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I was watching that. And I'm like, that poor guy. I, I don't even remember who that guy was. I was just like, that sucks, dude. Wasn't he just like a random mafia? <laughs> I think he was an assassin. Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I also found, um, what the fuck is her name? The psychic girl from the auction arc? Neon? Neon, yeah. I found her ability to be really interesting because she never reads any of the fortunes that she writes, but she's extremely valuable because of those fortunes. And then I love how the Phantom Troop gets their fortunes and they predict kind of what's going to happen. And then Hisoka does his whole thing where he fucks with the fortunes. That that whole part of that arc was really, really intriguing to me. I thought that was very well written. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might speak to Hisoka more so than his powers. But bungee gum and texture surprise are some of my favorite just because of what Hisoka t- can do with two of the most basic bare bones Nen abilities. And he, he doesn't have any others that we've seen at least he just has the ability to 
make rubbery gum and to change the look of things. And what he's able to do with them is fucking outstanding. Yeah, I I really liked um, how he used that in the dodgeball fight, too. Um, I can't quite remember the moment, but I mean, he was able to stay in the game using bungee gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he used it as like um, to help the dodgeball that just got launched at him lose some uh, lose some of its force. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he's in the a... fucking Heaven Arena arc where he lets his arm get get cut off because it's attached by bungee gum, and then he's just like, surprise, bitch. I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah, back I, on? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people lose limbs in this show, including Gon. Gon lost yep, a limb like at one point. The most, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, poor Gon. But they're like, it's okay. We've got a card that'll fix that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're in a video game right now. This is great. <laughs> um, so one of the questions I, I want to ask as well is about the ending. What did you guys think about Gon and Jing's reunion, especially the last episode where they finally had a chance to sit down and talk while giant birds were squawking behind them the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> JD, you want to you want to go first? Um, I actually I enjoyed the ending. Um, I have a thing with Tagashi when it came to Yu Hawk show. I wasn't as in love with the ending as much as Earthworm. I can see the the love in it, but Hunter Hunter Definitely had a conclusion like, well, this was really what this was all about. Uh, see you later, folks. Uh, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy it, climbing the big world tree and finally talking to his dad about everything. Um, I want more. So I feel like it wasn't like a proper conclusion. And I and obviously, Tagashi wants it to continue, but he just hasn't. But I think it was good enough for Gon's story. Absolutely. I think it was perfect. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will agree with that. For the wrap up to Gon's story, um, at least his his major part in Hunter Hunter, immaculate. But uh, the thing that sticks out to me most about that ending is uh, watching Gon climb the world tree gave me more anxiety than anything an anime ever has. <laughs> I have a crippling fear of heights, and those animators did a wonderful job yeah. of making you know that Gon was with no harnesses, just climbing this tree that's as big as Mount Everest. And I think what's <laughs> fucked up is I think Jinx says, like, this is only a sapling. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, like, the like, tree could yeah. be way taller. I was like, How? no way. I would not. I also have, like, a slight fear of heights and just looking down and experiencing vertigo or whatever. So yeah. props to, props to Gon for just clinging onto the tree with just his hands and his boots. Right. And it's... then he, he gets there and Jing's like, took you long enough. He's like, what, it took you 20 minutes? I guess that's okay for your first time. I'm like, damn, Jing, okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, just watching them share stories, it um, through the emotional journey that we had been on, it was just a perfect cap off. And it, it felt, I think cathartic's the perfect word. Because, like, yeah, obviously it kind of opened the doors to, hey, this world's a lot bigger than you the than we all thought continent. it was. <laughs> There's a whole, this is just a <laughs> tiny piece of the world that we know. Um, so, yeah, it dangled that carrot in front of you where it's like, yeah, this, this, we could have so much more world building in Hunter Hunter. But, yeah, it just, it felt, you're watching, you've spent 148 episodes watching this kid just try to find his dad and then getting to watch him have that the little powwow at the end it, it warms your heart yeah and i think it's crazy to your point the, the entire journey is fueled by gon's wish to see his dad to meet his dad um through the the style of a hunter by chasing him down and he ends up just being in the same room with him 
by like by chance in the election arc. And again, it's one of those moments where on the surface that would probably piss a lot of people off. Like we go on this big journey and then they just happen to be in the same place at the same time. But the way it was done in this show was still incredibly satisfying. And I actually kind of liked that, that they were just there and Jane couldn't escape because he couldn't leave the room anyway. Yep. <laughs> um, and then they're able to have their, their true reunion, um, Hunter style by, you know, meeting at the, the world's tree and talking it out, getting to know each other finally. I kind of like their first uh, real encounter in that election room. It's so because, funny. Yeah, you think <laughs> this is a pivotal moment for Gone. Like, this is the first time you're seeing your father, like, for, for the first time in your life. And Gon just goes over to him and, like, takes all the weight out by saying, I'm so sorry I killed Kite. And he's just crying his eyes yeah. out. He turned into a little girl. <laughs> yeah, I turned Kite into a girl. <laughs> but I, like, I like, oh, my that. God, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> get away from but me. Yeah, I, I do like that eventually they, they do get the closure. Because I think if the show had just ended without like, Gon ever um, encountering Jing, like, I could not accept that just just as an anime watcher but i like that but you also in the election arc you get a lot of cameos uh, with like the people that we've seen throughout the other arcs like bisky um goriki i think from green yeah. island and some of the kurapika's fellow people that worked with light nostrade um and then you have jing talking about his experiences as a hunter where it it was basically like it's not about the destination it's the journey and when he said that, I was thinking in my head, is this where that meme comes where it's like, maybe the real treasure was the friends we made along the way? Oh, fuck. <laughs> you got me again. <laughs> no, I think that's just one piece denial um, is where that originates. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got a point there. No, it's, it's, it's real. It's a tangible thing. We're going to find it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also appreciated all the cameos that came up in those last two episodes. And I, like Carl, I really love Leorio as well. And just watching him be there for Gon, I think we all appreciate how good of a friend Kilua is, but we certainly can't deny that Leorio is a, a really good friend to Gon as well. Just seeing how concerned he was and how everything he was focusing on and everything that he was doing led back to saving Gon. And then that reunion where, I don't know, he's making a speech or something, and then Moral <laughs> comes in, and he's like, Gon's okay, and they, they jump oh, in each other's the arms. Up. Yeah, <laughs> it was so sweet. It was really, really cute, because I feel like Leorio's kind of that big brother character for Gon, because he, I don't think, has any siblings, and he didn't have a father um, growing up, so Leorio kind of fills that, that gap for him. Yeah. I almost thought he was a dad, but then you remember he's not that old, and that's the joke of the show. Remember, is that yeah, he's it's like, a yeah. running joke. <laughs> he's I'm still only a teenager. <laughs> it's like, what? I, uh, it just still gets me. Yeah, he's like drinking alcohol. He's like <laughs> meeting up with women and stuff. I'm like, oh, I, I, I guess you're old enough to do that, but you're, you're still technically a, a young person. <laughs> so then the last couple of questions that we have, um, wanted to ask, you guys have read the manga, but have you ever watched any of the other Hunter Hunter anime content, like the 99 anime or the two movies? I've seen clips, but I've never sat down to actually watch any of it. We still have one of the movies, and it's downstairs in my it's, basement. I, and I want to watch the... it, but it's not canon. No, but the one uh, we have okay. is from the is from uh, the newer the newer oh, there's two movies for the old animation. Okay, yeah, there were two that, OVAs yeah. that I think covered Greed Island. If yeah, yeah, because the series went all the way up to Greed Island, and then the OVAs covered Greed Island. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Okay. 
Yeah, because I saw, I mean, obviously I have like a big hole in my heart now that Hunter Hunter is finished or we, we've finished watching it. And I was like, well, there's the two movies like Phantom Rogue or Rouge and then The Last Mission. But yeah. I feel like the, the numbers on Mal are like abysmal compared to the actual main anime. So I'm like, is it worth it to watch it? Like, do I take that chance and watch it just so I can get more Hunter Hunter content? Or will that like impact my experience with how good the the main show was so i was just curious to know like if if it's worth it but if it's if it's not canon i don't think i'd want to do it no I mean, i'm sure you would just love that's to the see unfortunate gone thing more. it is <laughs> yeah you get yeah. to see gone that's important <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take more gone that's fine <laughs> like i mean to to your to exactly what you're saying you have that hole in your heart and the first time i finished yu yu haka show i looked at jd and i'm like go get the the yu yu haka show movie i don't care if it's canon we're watching it right now <laughs> so no i I think if you go into it with the expectation that none of what you're seeing really hardcore impacts the series and you just want more interactions with these characters, I think you could have a good time with it. We just haven't sat down, popped it in the fucking Xbox and actually watched it. Yeah. Um, if I if I take that chance and I watch it, I'll let you guys know how it is. Although, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared. Non-canon I'm scared. movies scare me. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Oh, I kind of want to see the original, uh, the 99 uh, anime, just to kind of compare and contrast. But yeah, I think I I just want to stay on the high of watching this adaptation, that I don't want to feel like any sort of tarnishing of that, even though I'm sure like the 99 anime is is good in its own right. But yeah, yeah, it definitely has some differences. But Carl, as a as a Karapika fan, I think you would like it because all the clips I've seen of Karapika, he gives off that badass '90s dark aesthetic that everybody loves. Uh... That kind of like when you look at images of Neon Genesis Evangelion, he gives off that badass vibe. Um, 1999 Karapika is definitely special. Okay, yeah. Now that you mentioned it, uh, I follow some like retro anime screenshot instagram accounts and i've seen a couple of karapika where he it does have that really dark 90s aesthetic so i, I might consider just like still riding this high of hunter hunter for a while but down the road picking up the anime or the 99 anime absolutely i found out today it's actually on youtube at least say there's 67 videos of it on youtube i don't know if it's oh, got the oh, whole shit. thing but Ooh. it's there is it like uh, back in the early days of YouTube where you could find anime episodes, but they were like in 10 parts just for I, one episode? It's probably <laughs> just like at G least Gundam. cut in half. Yeah, G Gundam was part <laughs> one of two. It's like, yes, this is why I'm here. <laughs> nice. And then last question. I know we've talked uh, several times about the manga, but would you guys recommend reading the manga? Are we, If we don't read the manga, are we going to be missing out on something big? I know we have plenty of time to do so since it's been on hiatus for forever, but would you recommend yes. it? Yeah, there's one fight in the manga, and I won't spoil who, who the combatants are, but there's one fight in the manga that I think if it got animated, you could legitimately make a 45-minute OVA just oh, of yeah. this fight, and it would get mm. like a 9.0 rating on Mal. You guys it would love it. It is outstanding. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm I'm curious now. I <laughs> I'm definitely not a manga reader. I have like one, maybe two manga I read a year. So maybe Hunter Hunter will be one that I I pick up mm. this year. I've already started the My Dress Up Darling manga. Maybe Hunter Hunter will be the other one, and then I'm done for the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. not going anywhere though. That's the thing. So yeah, I'm just knowing yeah. there's not a rush. There's no rush. Yeah. And then you get a whole bunch more Krapika. I'll, I'll I'll say Krapika essentially becomes. I would consider him the protagonist. Yeah, of the last. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's his. It's time for Krapika's story 
to to get a finish because we've already done Gone and Kila was we don't want to watch Larry become a doctor so it's crappy because <laughs> time to shine. Yeah, we don't need to see him go through grad school. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure a lot of people already can relate. Real. Yeah, it's too real. <laughs> okay, right. well, cool. Then maybe we'll pick up the manga. Yeah, I got, I got to read more about my boy. Yeah, your boy. boy. Watch him spiral. <laughs> watch him it, spiral more. I, yeah, it, oh, uh, he, he let's sh- let's say he keeps the same trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. At least from what I've read so far, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys um, again for for joining us for coming back to Strictly Anime. We seriously appreciate it, and mm-hmm. thank you for recommending Hunter Hunter and being that final push that we needed to to watch the show because it was a great ride. Of no course, problem. thank I, you for. I want to know your final thoughts. Like, what did you guys score it? Actually, yeah, good question. Ooh. Yeah, um, I'd like I give it a ten. Yeah, I give it a ten <laughs> out of ten on Mal. Hell yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I, I, the way I boil it down is that you know, there's tons of shonen anime out there, but there's something about the way this shonen anime is like the story is told and the way they go about building this adventure. Like, if if I were to pick one show that just exudes raw, fun, true adventure, it's Hunter Hunter from start to mm-hmm. finish. Even the most like mundane or like smaller parts of the story still feel like there's this grandness to them. And I just appreciated that the entire time I watched it. Yeah, I think I I gave it a, a nine out of 10 on Mal. I, as I said earlier, it's just a very unexpected shonen series with unexpected characters and stories. You, I really couldn't predict where the next arc would go. Like I thought the entire show was just about going, taking the hunter exam, but it, it's just so much more than that as it, and it's still, continues to stay fresh and just explore like different aspects of the hunters as outlandish as some of these arcs may be uh and even just the battle and action sequences they they don't feel like a chore to watch save for like the chimera antarch which just went a little longer than i had hoped but just everything about this show was just so much fun to watch and it'll be hard like watching other shows of the same genre and not thinking back to the the great things that made Hunter Hunter so fantastic. I, yeah, I will it attest it it will ruin shonen anime for you. <laughs> it has to be thing. perfect now. <laughs> After you watch this, you start watching like, man, if Hunter Hunter could do this, why can't others do something like this? And it's just you start thinking like that and it's like you gotta get through it, I guess, and not always right? think that way. You're like another yeah, tournament arc, and it's not even round <laughs> robin. This is come on, this is stupid. Yeah, I guess it's like a blessing and a curse to have watched the show. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you guys rate it? I, is it ten out of ten? Ten out of ten for me. I think if I remember correctly, nine JD's out of ten got for me. Nine. Yep. Nice. And I think, see, me and Carl have that same vibe. Like I said, I think when he hit the chimera, it, though it's so great, the pacing and the longness of it kind of dragged at some moments or some split moments where i'm like I, I could see some things where i'm like i can't give it a 10 out of 10 but then i sit on this so much and i talk about it with everyone and i get all that love back and i want to watch it again it's like i don't know this kind of reminds me of a 10 out of 10 right here so uh mm-hmm. I, i'm back and forth with it uh we i don't know maybe i'll be a 10 out of 10 soon <laughs> <laughs> either way it's it's up there as one of the greats i understand why now it's in the top 10 on mal um it's it was a fun ride. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but before we wrap things up, tell everybody listening where they can find you guys, where they can find Anime Brothers on social media and where they can listen to your podcast. Okay. So um, obviously you're listening to a podcast now. That means you probably use a podcast hosting platform somewhere where you can get podcasts. 
90% chance we're there, so just go ahead into the search bar and uh, search up Anime Brothers. And, uh, yeah, please give us a listen if you enjoyed us today. Uh, we've definitely had a couple episodes with Courtney and Carl on in the past, so even if you just want to go check out those episodes, those are available. Uh, follow us on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and we also have a Discord as well if you want to get a little bit more personal. Um, join the Discord and uh, come talk to us. And, yes, Courtney and Carl are also there, so it's just a big, fun party. We'd be happy to have you. It definitely is. And all those links will be in the show notes. Um, thank you guys again for joining yes, us. thank you. We very, very much appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Awesome. And then uh, these guys are going to stick around to answer some additional questions for our Patreon bonus episode. But that wraps up episode 83 of Strictly Anime. If you enjoyed the podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly Series and subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every Monday. Join our Discord to continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at the Strictly Series and on Twitter at Strictly Series. And check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, where you'll find more info on Strictly JoJo, our other podcast dedicated to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb.